Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kiseki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. And it was a little sting. It wasn't a major hurt. Welcome to episode 16 of the Battered Fins Fans podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Battered Jets fan. Danny, how the hell are we doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Today's been a good day. The Nets put up 91 points in the first half for some reason, so things are looking up for me. Wow, 91 points in the first half. Well, that is exciting, man. That's way more exciting yeah. than, you, than your New York Jets lately. You know, for if there's sure. something to talk about, we can talk about that. But for sure, but let's not like let's not bore said, these people with New York talk. Right, right, right. We're, like I said, we're we're gonna talk some Dolphins football today. We're gonna talk some Bills game for a little bit. Um, we won't spend too much time on it. it's Wednesday. I'm pretty sure everybody else that's uh dove into this game, you've heard everybody else's opinion, but we haven't had the opportunity to drop our two cents about this game because I feel like there was plenty to take away, and there was plenty of positives to take away from this game. Um, okay. but I I, I want to start off a little bit different, Danny. Like usually right. we, we try to figure out what the positive in the game were, but I feel like there were so many. We should try to think about what the negatives were. And hold on, of, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to clarify real quick. You said there's more good than bad. Correct. I feel like there okay. was more good to take away from this game than there is bad. Okay. So on that note, I want to talk about the bad. The bad All was right. you got your wish in one aspect, which was stop with the Madden play calling. I felt like for ninety percent of the game, he did stop with the with the Madden play calling. Um, but he okay, huh? okay. But I feel like the bad is that when it mattered most, he didn't call the right play. Like, how do you run down the field for sixty five yards, get another fifteen, make it down to the three, and then you say, you know what? When I'm in the end zone, and mind you, we get it. There were drop passes. When you go back and look at the video, Tyreek Hill dropped the ball, Trent Sheffield. We get it, but when when running the ball worked for you to get up the field, why stop now? Danny, what's your thoughts on that? You were averaging 7.2 yards a carry. You were yeah. running it down their motherfucking throats. Yes, we were. I felt like if you needed a yard or two, you can get that yard or two if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my theory. Now, you tell me if I'm way off base because I'm just – I was trying to think outside the box a little bit. Okay. Because I don't understand why Mike Daniel likes to play Madden. I've told you this several occasions. Yes. So I was thinking, he finally started running the ball, which is a great thing because obviously it was working. Yeah. And then I felt like he got away from it a little bit in the second half. So there okay. was 25 total rushes, 15 in the first half, 10 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my theory. Everyone expected a heavy snow game. I feel like he game planned for a heavy snow game. And how do you plan for this? You plan to run the ball more than passing. Yep. Now, skies cleared up. Wasn't a lot of snow. Field looked good. Field looks pretty good. All right, let's see if it starts snowing during the first half. Mm-hmm. Sticks with the game plan. Running the ball. It's working. Halftime comes. He's like, you know what? I feel like pulling out that PlayStation 5 controller right about now. <laughs> and what was working in the first half, yes, he still rushed the ball in the second half. But it wasn't the same. He got away from it more. He got to adjust. Was the adjustment more detrimental? I mean, I don't know. They took the lead, so maybe not. But I feel like there were a lot of opportunities where you could have run the ball 
but he got pass happy. Now I looked up a couple a couple things. Now if, sure. if you would just give me a yes, second to just run by all means. All right. So there are certain occasions where I feel like if you're rushing the ball at seventy seven point two yards a carry, you should probably maybe try to run. Okay. Now, these are some of those occasions. You guys in the game had three plays that were third and one. Mm-hmm. You rushed it once. You converted. Mm-hmm. You passed it twice. You did not convert. There was one play that was a third and second. Oh, Again, you're averaging you 7.2 yards to carry. Yep. You could maybe get those two yards if you run it right up the middle. You decided to pass. You didn't convert. You had two third and threes. I'm sorry. Yeah, two third and threes. Both passing plays. Both didn't convert. Now, I would say that third and one, third and two, third and three, those are considered third and shorts. For sure. Those, if you're averaging seven, even if you're just averaging three yards a carry, you might be able to convert. The way you guys are running the ball, you should have at least attempted one or two runs there. But he got pass happy. Now, I looked up third and four, and there was only two of those, both passing plays also, but converted both of those. One of those was the 67-yard touchdown to Jalen Waddle. So those right. worked out for you. But my point is, 31, 32, 33, 34, all those third down convert, uh, plays, just one rush out of all of them. All the rest was passing plays. I feel like this guy just loves to pass the ball way too much. If you're running the ball that effectively, do it. Run, run. And not always. But come on, man. Just once. And the only time he did it, it worked. And, and to his credit, fourth and one, he ran it up the middle and he converted. Yes. But I, I just – I don't know. I it drives me crazy, man. And again, I'm not, a, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a Dolphins fan, but because we do this show, yeah, I'm in some aspects rooting for you guys because I'd like right. to keep recording the show. I want you guys to go far, and, and for your sake, I'd like you to see you guys, you know, celebrate or whatever. Right, you're playing against us, obviously. But man, it's frustrating to watch it. And that's kind of how I feel when I'm watching your game because obviously I'm not a fan of the Jets, but I'm watching it in the aspect of I'm took my Dolphins hat off and I'm watching it as a person who doesn't have any interest in either team playing on the field. And then you get right. that sense of frustration. You're like, you could have done something better and potentially came out on top. And mm-hmm. I think for the most part, unless you have another one, that's kind of the biggest negative that I took away from the game. Because the positives, and we'll get into like the bigger ones, but like positive I saw was the defense played all right. Miami mm-hmm. played all right. All the like people could talk all they want about how dis- disappointed they were after the game. You're only disappointed because we were in the game. Because beforehand, the majority of Dolphin fans and everybody around the world picked us to go up there and get slaughtered. And we didn't. Mm -hmm. So I I get the disappointment comes after, but you already thought we were going to lose anyways. Uh, We ran um, a watch party here at Legends Tavern uh, Sports Grill. And for the most part, people who are around us, even Dolphin fans, were claiming we were going to lose this game. So do I get you being disappointed? A little bit because we were in it. We were in it to win it for sure. But for the most part, you thought we were going to lose. Me, I thought we were going to win. I thought we were going to win 16-10. I remember having this conversation with you, and I said, first team to 16 might win this game. But we I, both I, thought that the snow was going to be a bigger factor correct. in the game. We we didn't think that by the time the game started, this is pretty clear. Yep. Like, the, the Blizzard didn't show up until the last four minutes of the game because I think Buffalo fans called it in or something. But, mm-hmm. listen, I, I didn't – when we lost the game – I wasn't as upset or disappointed as everybody else was. One, because all the negativity that we brought into the game, well, what was it? McDaniel's play calling. He's not adapting. Tua doesn't play good in cold weather. 
we can't run the ball worth a damn, or at least we haven't showed that we can. Our defense can't slow anybody down. All five of those were met during this game. Tua played a hell of a game. The running game, like you said, 7 point what per carry? 7.2. At one point, he had 12 carries, 114 yards, and it wasn't even the fourth quarter yet. Um, There were so many positives to take away from this game, Danny, that I couldn't be upset about the loss. Of course, you want to win, but if you want to talk about a loss where you could take a lot of things away, this game was it. If you had to pinpoint, right, because you said, like, I watched that game, and I think you guys should have won. I yes. think you might feel the same. If you could pinpoint one or two plays or situations that led to you got to the demise of the Dolphins for that for that game, what would they be? Second and eight, six minutes and change left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We just got down the field. Uh, he came out and hit uh, Jalen Waddle with a big pass. He came out and hit mm-hmm. Trent Sherfield. He hit Tyreek Hill up and down the like right down the field. And I'm like, all right, it's second and eight. And I'm telling my group, Rami, you got to run the ball right here. You got to run the ball right here. Even if you only get two yards, you run the ball right here. You get positive yards. Throws it out past the Tyreek Hill behind the line of scrimmage, and we lose like six yards in that play. Now your second and eight became a fucking third and 13 or something like that. I felt like that one was a really big one. Um, obviously, the, the drop passes in the end zone by Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, by Trent Sherfield. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we made I up thought for he caught it. I thought he caught it. I thought it he caught it. And then you look at the replay. I, and I, no, I, I didn't get to see the replay. I'm not sure. Okay. I can't remember why I didn't see the replay. But I saw it, and I was like, how the – it looked like it went into his stomach. He caught it. I, I wasn't sure how, what happened. What's funny to me is they say that all you need to do is break the plane, right? Because Josh well, Allen – running had, in with the ball, though. Correct. Well, I'm like, Josh Allen didn't look like he crossed that plane. Like, this much of the ball he did, he did. got he over. Did. I get even, it. Even though I went to use the bathroom after that because I thought he didn't get it. And yeah. when I came back, I was like – 29-29, what the fuck just happened? Right. Uh, but, but he did but get yeah, it. He, he did get it. We're, yeah, we're not gonna it. we're not it. gonna argue that. But I'm saying, like, no. really close looking at it, you're like, oh shit, he fumbled again. But nonetheless, I thought that was a, those are killer plays, but we made up for that because <laughs> at the end of the game, fourth quarter, six minutes left. We're in this game. We're in this game, and we have a potential to win it. So for me, that was a big not a huge play, like it mattered that much, but I feel like you were in a position on their side of the field to take some more time off the clock, and you didn't by doing that stupid-ass play. Let me give Cedric Wilson some love because he had Ooh. one hell of a catch. Yes, and it looked so, And when they showed the slow-mo replay with the snow falling all over the place, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at that. This guy, I would, if I was him, I'd frame that picture because I don't know how many more catches <laughs> I'm going to get in my career. <laughs> Definitely not going to look that pretty, but that was a nice catch. Did you nice hear, catch. Did you hear? being that you said that about Cedric Wilson, and he's – so rarely used in this offense. And when he is used, he really doesn't show up. Was, was Mike Gusecki playing? Well, that's what I was Speaking about of rarely used. Mike Gusecki was playing. He got one catch for like four, he four got or five a catch? yards. I don't remember him catching the ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he got one catch for like five yards. Got tackled right away by their corner, I want to say. You but it's what he said. The it's what he said after the game. What do you say? Okay, so you didn't catch his clip. So apparently no. the feds are out here filming Mike Gusecki on the sidelines. And there's a video of him going up to Dawson Knox and be like, yo, my boy, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you that you got paid. I'm so I'm so glad that you're being productive. And at least they're fucking using you. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame them, though. You can't. I'm not mad. No. If any Dolphin fan hears that, I don't give a fuck if the guy can't block. I'm going to say this name. Shut the fuck up and let me finish. Travis Kelsey isn't the greatest blocker in the world, but he gets open. 
He gets open mm-hmm. and he catches the ball and he runs on the field for 60, 70 yards. What I'm saying is you saw a little bit of that with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And we're not talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, too. I'm just saying we saw a little bit of that when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the game. I'm just saying Mike Gesicki has the potential of being a really great pass catcher if he was involved more. And I get it if you want to use the excuse that he's not blocking that well and we need better. But when he's in the game, you have to at least look his way is all I'm saying. But, yes, that's why I asked you if you caught that because from lack of people being used, he's the award winner for that. I went over those third and short situations, right? I forget how many named off. I named off like seven or eight. If you're going to end up passing it, Mike Kosecki might be a good person, a big body to pass into in that your shorter situation, right? You want to get three or four yards, a quick curl route, something like that, big body. You know, he could, he could box out there. Somebody that like, post right in the middle of the field yeah. and literally just dip it into him. Yeah, right. I'm just, with you. So I'm not sure why he's not being used. It's, it's a true shame because I know you and I had that debate over the summer. And, and we were going back and forth because I thought he might be top five. You thought he might be top three. Yeah. But we thought he'd be top 32 for sure. And right now, statistically, <laughs> he's not even top 32. Tyler he's Compton. not even – Tyler Conklin is having a better season than Mike Gusecki right now. CJ Uzama might be also. And actually, I think uh, your boy uh, uh, Smite might be having a better season. Daryl Smite, yeah, yeah. He's definitely – but at least, again, the excuse that people make, oh, at least Daryl Smite is blocking. blocking. I get that. but They're not running. Who's he blocking? Get out of here. Right. You you finally just ran for the first time this past game. But let's talk about another guy, Tua Tunga Vailoa, sir. All all the things you saw the past two weeks, I was a big defender of Tua – after that horrendous game, what I consider horrendous. A lot of people didn't consider horrendous. They just consider him being off. But I consider horrendous based off the standards of Tua has that he has set himself up for this year. He's looked really good. He led the league in so many passing um, um, statistics up until week 14. So we're talking about just two weeks ago, he was leading the NFL in so many categories. But I said to myself, I thought the Chargers game, he was going to bounce back. I was one week off. But guess what, Danny? I get that he ran the ball the majority of the time in the aspect that that's what you really remember was a big chunk of yardage that they were getting on the ground. But when that guy needed to make a pass, he was making that pass, and he was hitting the people on the dime. So I'm very happy to be able to see him come back and have such a good game. Not just a good game, but have a good game in the supposable cold weather and horrible snow games that he's never had. He still leaves the the he still leaves that game now 0-6 in cold weather games. But that had nothing to do with him. Are you worried that he's a little too dependent on Tyreek Hill? If you look at the receptions on this team, Tyreek Hill had nine receptions. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle had three. Nobody else had more than one. Like, it, it, Does it get to a point where if a good defensive coach is like, you know what, we're going to figure out how to take away Ty- Tyreek Hill. And I get that Jalen Waddle is a great receiver also. But if I, if I – like, you know what? And I don't know how the fuck you take away Tyreek Hill because he's a fucking monster. But if somebody figures out, like, one man over the top, double team him, I don't know, like, something. They figure out how to throw him off and eliminate him from the game. Like, are you worried just a little bit that he's depending way too much on Tyreek Hill? I'm not. Um, okay. I, I, I think one of the reasons that Tyreek Hill decided to leave um, Kansas, Kansas City, City was for the simple reason that he wasn't being used enough. Now, I'm not saying at all. See, he's had a conversation with Mike McDaniel. I'm not saying he's had a conversation with with Tua because Tariq seems like a great team player. But Mm -hmm. I I think that if at any point that conversation was brought up, 
by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, and then it was brought up with Chris Greer and stuff like that. I feel like you know that he wants to be the number one receiver at all times. And if he's not open, he's going to be fine that the ball went elsewhere. But I think he commands that if he's open, you got to get him the rock. And I think Tua knows that. And that's my scapegoat about it. That's why I'm not too worried about it because we saw that one game where, like, everybody on the team was being used, like, four receptions here, four receptions there, another three here, another four there. And he was literally hitting everybody on the team. Now, granted, that's a one-off because we haven't seen that since then. And I forgot. I think I, I think it may be the Browns game where he was using everybody, but I can't remember right now. But the fact is that we've seen him do it. But my ultimate go-to is that I think that because Tyreek kind of demands that you get him involved, not verbally, but because he's, like you said, he's the biggest distraction on the field. He gets open so easily. He makes so many defenders come his way that I feel like when he's not getting the ball, your team's not going to be as productive. So Tua knows mentally I got to keep him in the game. I can't say Tua disappointed me, <clears throat> but I was disappointed when you guys were up five. Mm-hmm. You forced a fumble. Jaden Phillips, go ahead. Yes. Forced a fumble. And I was like, you guys are about to score a touchdown and, and take a two-possession lead. And you guys only got a field goal out of it. Went up eight. I was disappointed because that was the time for that offense to get into the end zone. I agree. But you guys forced another fumble right after. And you just couldn't recover it. But mm-hmm. at that point, I thought you guys, you guys get into Josh Allen. The game's gonna be over soon. I, I, I really thought for a few moments there that this game was yours, and I, I was disappointed that you guys didn't get in the end zone. Because if you guys get in the end zone at that point, I think the game's over. All right, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about who we. Well, I ultimately put the blame on my McDaniel, but again, it's just because I have to pick somebody. I feel like, you know, the term that that you've used before. He gets too cute sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think I think this game, it could be what you said because there was no snow in the game, because there was he a made clear that halftime field. adjustment. Right, he's like, "Hey guys, I think we could pass more." <laughs> Let's like, go. Honestly, if the blame has to go to anybody, I'm going to put it on Mike McDaniel's because a lot people could shit on Josh Boyer all you want. He came out and made some good second half adjustments. He shut him out completely in the third quarter. They did not score so any forth. points mm-hmm. in the third quarter. So mm-hmm. again. You can shit on Joshua Boyer if you want. The defense showed up in the supposable blizzard conditions that there was going to be, and they did what they could against Josh Allen. Look, Josh Allen still went 25 of 40, 304 and four touchdowns, and we were still in the game. And that's that's a hell of a game. Carried me into the next round of the playoffs. By the way, I'm in the semifinals in both leagues that Mr. Daniel Granada hosts. Ooh, um, I, um, I told you, man, it's what I do. This is what I do. But – I, if I had to pick somebody to blame, and I know we played the blame game yesterday, and I felt like there wasn't enough candidates to play the blame game on, and that's why I picked Mike McDaniel. How about you? Uh, I guess I'd have to go along the same lines. Mike McDaniel, like I said, when I saw the play calling, I was like, why get away from the run game when it's working so well? Um, especially with all those third and shorts, you're averaging that much. You're, you're running so well. Just run the ball once or twice on those. Uh, so that was a little disappointing. I think if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick him. Uh, another candidate for me would be the defense just because the Bills got the ball and I think it was like the, their own eight-yard line with six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. You guys never got the ball back. No. They ran out the last six minutes. I, and that goes back to the conversation that we've had several times where you need an offense that can sustain drives. That's basically like closing out the game. Yes. Josh, they had I don't know how many third downs and they converted obviously on that drive. But with the Dolphins, it's like 67-yard touchdown on Jaden Waddle. 
all right, defense, get back on the get field. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> let's figure out how to get some sustained offense. Now, obviously, running the ball helps, and you guys, and I think you guys are as crazy as the same since it's going to be what six week sixteen coming up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you guys are just starting to figure out how to balance your offense out a little bit, and Mike McDaniel has to figure out how to stop grabbing that controller at halftime and just ride that run game. Because if you guys start balancing that out a little better, I think you guys are going to be fucking lethal in the playoffs. I feel like if we had Sauce Gardner on our team, we probably wouldn't have got called for those couple of really horrendous pass interference calls they called against Cater Kohu because, <laughs> sir, there was no pass interference on Cater Kohu. Like, even before the initial pass interference that they called, which was right at the end, the referee was already slinging that flag. And I'm like, I didn't see pass interference. I went back and saw the all 22. Now I think you could call holding at the very end of the play, right before the flag, right as the flag was coming out because he never turned around for the ball, but he grabbed his arm right at the end. You want to call holding on that five, five yard penalty, get down the field, but pass interference. I saw no pass interference. What they did to well, Tyree. You guys got that, 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 um, Roughing the kicker, roughing the punter, or whatnot. Oh my god! But he roughed the shit out of him, sir. I know, but still, you guys got a scoring touchdown. You scored a touchdown after that one. Yeah, you did, you did. But listen, um, they another pass interference to Tyreek Hill was missed. That guy was bear hugging Tyreek Hill before the ball got there. Also not called. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think Sauce Gardner is the only one that gets away with those penalties in in the NFL. But I don't know. You guys have a Pro Bowler on your team, but apparently Xavier Howard is a Pro Bowler this year. I don't. <laughs> Uh, look, can Xavier we, Howard. Can we, can, can we talk really about other Pro Bowlers? <laughs> but I, when I saw Xavier Howard made the Pro Bowl, I was like, "What is it? Fan voting? Like, how do they make yes. the Pro Bowl?" Because yes, oh, yes. it's fan voting. Well, no, 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 no. Well, it's not uh, only fan voting, but fan voting was the one that was up to like I believe last week, and you kept you know retweeting, retweeting, retweeting. All those fan votes were counting towards him as well. But well, I'm sorry, I mean, Xavier Howard has had one hell of a Dolphins career, but this season. He well, let's talk about like that. Bowler. I, I agree. But I guess fan voting is what got him in, at least from a fan yeah. perspective. But let's talk about real people who deserve it. Tua deserves to go to the Pro Bowl, and he ended mm -hmm. up finishing number one in Pro Bowl voting amongst fans. Tyreek Hill finished number two. Christian Wilkins deserved to go to the Pro Bowl as well. Like, these are three big names that coming into the season, you're like, we need big years out of – and you got big years out of all three of those guys. So if you want to talk didn't, about people – I'm sorry. Did Toronto Armstead also make the Pro Bowl? Oh, no. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to mention everybody, but yeah, yeah. He made, oh, he oh, made okay, it as okay, well. Okay, got you, got you. But what I'm okay. saying is, did you expect Tua to be a Pro Bowler this year based off just what you've seen up until this point before the season started? Did you say, okay, he's got Jalen Waddle. I get it. He's going to get Tyree killed, but do I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year? Before the season started? I Before the season started. I wouldn't have said that he was going to make the Pro Bowl, but if you tell me, no, he's going to make the Pro Bowl, I wouldn't have been shocked, I guess okay. I could say. Because I told you, I, I thought that he would put up great numbers just because of the yak. Like, I thought that he would get so many yards after the guys. Like, that Jaden Waddle pass, that yeah. traveled, what, like 10, 15 yards? But he took it to the house for 67 yards. When you have those type of receivers, you're going to get plenty of yards. Raheem Mostert, he had, like, a quick swing route, like, 5, 10 yards, and he took it, like, 20, 25 yards. Like, with those speedsters, I was like, statistically – Tua has one hell of a chance of being a pro bowler. I but, agree. Um, but, no, I wouldn't have said, yeah, he's a pro bowl quarterback, but I wouldn't have been shocked if statistically he made it. Now, obviously, he's been more than just statistically. Up until this three-game losing streak, he was probably one of the leaders for MVP this year. Yeah. Even though and, I don't think Tyreek Hill's the MVP, but whatever. Right, right. I, let's talk about that real quick. Let's spend, let's spend a few moments on that. Mm. If Tua lights it up these last three weeks – 
Do you think Which he's still he in might. the Do you think he's still in the conversation for MVP at the end of the year? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like I want no. him to I, I want him to win it. Um but he he doesn't qualify for a comeback player of the year, so it wouldn't be that. So I think because of this 0-3 road streak, that that's what basically got him out of it. And having those two really bad games really knocked him out of that out of that race. But it's that and fair, not not winning the division. Right. And because as fair, I, as, it I mean, is, mm-hmm. as fair as it is that he shouldn't be in the conversation now because of those big three losses, like you said, not winning the division, the dude was playing lights out football up until that point. He was, he was. And, and like I said, I thought behind Jalen Hurts, I thought he might be the MVP. For now, sure. Jalen Hurts probably has it in the bag already. And the fact that you're still fighting for a playoff spot, I think is what's going to kill Tua's chances of even being nominated. Because you guys went from maybe winning the division to at this point, if you lose on Sunday, yeah. and then the Jets and the Patriots and, well, the Patriots would be, no, yeah. We're, We're ahead of the Patriots season? as well. We're yeah, playing yeah, the yeah. Packers. So if the if the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers, and I forgot what other teams win, you guys, I don't know if you guys fall back to seventh or even eighth. So like you guys are not in a comfortable position per se. So I, I think agree. that that completely kills your MVP chances as Tua. All right. Well, let's let, let's talk about that one now. On Christmas well, be, Day. Oh, well, before ahead. we get in there, I want to add just one last thing to that Bills game. Mm-hmm. Was it just me that felt like it was deja vu at the end of the first half? Right before Josh Allen threw that touchdown to go from 14 to 13 to 21 13, he was running out of time. Yeah. And I was like, they went from getting a field goal to not getting any points. Literally, that's how the first half ended over in Miami, that week two or whatever it was, or week three. And you they got no points out of it. And then it happened again at the end of the game. And I remember when I saw him scrambling, the clock said triple zero. I was like, holy shit. Again? They're not gonna get any point. They're gonna go back and lose this game because they're not gonna run. They're gonna run out of time again. And I, I, I mean, obviously he converted, but I right. felt like it was deja vu all over again. I, I don't know what's going on over there with their time so, management. So for me, it wasn't deja vu. For me, I, I literally looked over at somebody that was there and I said, he earned that one after the two big misses that he had done in Miami earlier in the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he earned that one. That the way he hit this guy at the back of the end zone when he was rolling to his right. Yeah. Listen, great oh, route sure, running. But... Great route running. On, I think it was Dawson Knox that caught it in the back of the end zone. Great yeah, for him, but God, Josh Allen is imagine, so annoying. Josh Allen imagine, is so yeah. annoying. That forty-four yard run he had in the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, fucking, of course, of course. <laughs> you texted me. You texted me right where you're like, God damn, this guy and his damn legs. I, I fucking hate that guy. All right, well, you imagine Gasecki in that Bills offense, mm. sir. Let's not wish upon a, uh, upon a bad star there because I would hate to see him in the division. <laughs> I would hate to see him with you guys and Mike White throwing him the ball. Um, let's talk about Christmas Day. Let's talk about Christmas Day and the pack coming to town. Um, earlier in the season, people were like, oh, this is going to be a big game. Now, it's mm-hmm. a big game, but it's a big game for us. The pack ain't what they used to be, but you know who's still pretty – you know who's still a bad man? That man, A-Rod. A-Rod? Yeah, that guy, that guy, Aaron, still a bad man, bro. Let, let me tell you, what did I tell you? My fear was back when we played the Chargers that I felt we were going to make Justin Herbert look real good. Mm-hmm. And we did. We made Brock mm-hmm. Purdy look good. But you know what? Brock Purdy's looked good against a few people uh, so far since we played them. Josh Allen looked really good. So, Danny, when we're coming into this game, what am I afraid of? A-Rod may not have anybody to throw the ball to, but guess what? We're making everybody look like an MVP as a quarterback on the opposite side. 
I know I know that you've said that our defense plays better at home. So I'm I'm, I'm asking you this question first. That's all just I was about because, to say. Just because we play better at home, are, are we? Are, can we play good enough to slow down Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you're gonna clap that guy. You guys have the really? second best. Yes, like, that guy didn't do shit against the Jets, and you guys have the second best home defense in the league. Yeah. You guys are gonna yeah. clap that guy up, and he's so weird. He's on Christmas Day. I don't know. I feel like everything's just set up for him to play horribly. And and, I, and this is this is not even like a, a statistical analysis. I right. just don't like that guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just assuming that you guys he are gonna clap him up. Yeah. Look, you guys are due. You, you, three game losing streak. You know that if you lose, if you lose on Sunday, those playoff chances take a drastic drop. Right now, I think we're like at sixty nine percent or sixty two percent, something like that. To New England in the cold weather, where Tua again hasn't won, and I don't know how many games has been zero and six or whatnot. Zero and six. Then you, now, got, yeah, yeah. then you got Bill Belichick, which everybody is talking about him being overrated, but to me, he's still well, he Bill lost Belichick. to the Raiders. He lost to the Raiders, sir. I know. And you you think he's going to lose twice like that? Actually, he has lost twice like that. He lost to you yeah. guys like that also, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. On Sunday, right. you guys are coming in, and it's like almost like a must win for you guys. I, I really think that, that you guys will slow him down. Your defense will step up like they have all year at home. And I, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers having a good game on Sunday. Well, we're favored 60% to win this game. I felt like those were pretty good odds coming into it. We're a four-point favorite at home. I'd probably be, I probably want to see a higher spread, but I, I'm happy with four because I think we'll win by at least six. Um, what was my fear coming into this game? Making Aaron Rodgers look good. Like I said, we've made the last few quarterbacks look really good, but we were on the road. We're a much different defense at home. Um, Aaron Jones, is he playing? Because he's been balling. He's got 937 yards, but he's only seen. Danny, he's only seen the end zone twice this year. Well, I'm, I'm trying to say, what's the Packers' schedule? I'm oh, sorry, a record. Right now, they're six and eight, two and five on on road games. Oh, they're six and eight. I thought they were worse than that. So they still have a, an outside chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Remember, Detroit mm-hmm. could technically still be in it if they went out, and then I think it's a it's a tiebreaker between Green Bay and Detroit if they went out as well, because they would be eight and eight as well, or we'll eight see. and nine. Well, uh, the thing is, Green Bay's last two wins have been against the Rams, which are fucking atrocious, right. and against the Bears, which are also horrible. As much as everybody's licking up on Justin Fields, I think he's, he's right. still horrible. So the only good win they've had all year, they beat the Cowboys. No, man, I don't see it. I, I think you guys are going to clap them up. All right, well, it's like we said, they're definitely beatable. They're definitely not the Packers of old. Go ahead. I thought you were going to say something. I, yes. I will tell you that they still have the second best pass defense in the league. I, I hear and, you, and, and 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 a good defense travels. I hear you, but here's where mm-hmm. I, I it doesn't bother me because a lot of people don't play against Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill. So yeah, you could look good against a bunch of other people, but have they faced the combination of a Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? You know, so that's that, that's, that's a great point. That, that's a great point because I'm sure playing the, the Bears twice helps your your you statistically tremendous right. immensely. The Rams, like but, you said. But they did hold the Lions to 15 points. Yeah. What about the Cowboys? Mm, the Cowboys put up 28 on them. Right. So it's like, and they got CeeDee Lamb and who else out there? That that That's my point. It's like, yeah. 
they they, they, they could get got. They held the Vikings to twenty three, but still twenty three points. If yeah. you say if you say our defense is going to clap up Aaron Rodgers and shut him down, and our team could come away with minimum twenty three oh, points, 23? that's a dub. That could be a that's dub. A dub. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's go ahead and predict this game, buddy. Um, I want to go first. I go feel ahead. like after a three game losing streak, that now you've shown that you can run the rock effectively. You've mm-hmm. been able to pass effectively. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take a quote from Stephen A. This past week, something that I thought he would never say. The Dolphins can beat anyone right now. Now that they figured out, kind of like you said, they're getting into their groove. That they know how to run the rock. I think it's the mental mistakes of calling the wrong play at the wrong time that might screw you over. Like you said, maybe going for it on too many fourth downs might screw them over. I think those are mental mistakes that a first year head coach could potentially make. But I don't think any of that any of that's going to matter this past on um, this upcoming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think the Dolphins are going to put up, I would say somewhere in the range of 28 points. And I think the Packers put up 17. Give me a 28-17 win for the Miami Dolphins at home on Christmas Day. Uh, I guess I'm somewhere around the same lines. I'd say 23. I think you guys score two touchdowns and get three field goals. I'd say 23-14, nine-point win, which makes it a two-possession game. Yeah. And I like I think you guys get to Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, their O line's not that great either. So I, I agree. No, yeah. I, th- I think we do get to their old, um, we do get to Aaron Rodgers. And, um, yeah, I think you guys win. I think you guys win comfortably. I know a nine point win isn't necessarily comfortable, but I don't think it's going to be any point you're going to be stressing out over the game like you were against the Bills game, for example. So I yeah. think that you guys will win. And, and let me tell you that you guys are playing the second best pass defense this week, the eighth best pass defense the week after that. And then you guys finish against the Jets, which have the fourth best pass defense. So, yeah. Nobody can say that Tua is going to, like, all of a sudden turn it on and right. just ride out and end the season strong just because he has a weak schedule. No, he's playing against good pass defenses. So yeah. if he has a good three-game stretch, he earned that. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that final game. We're going to be able to get there and watch. But, you know, due to unforeseen circumstances, I will not be at the Christmas games. Um Sometimes life just happens that way, man. You know, sometimes you, you we shouldn't be there anyway. They shouldn't they shouldn't have football games on Christmas Day. That's an NBA day. I, it's still a Sunday, and football's for Sundays. Doesn't matter. Years past, they've done it on Saturdays. Right, but nonetheless, I will not be there. I'm gonna do. Um, I am gonna give um, my tickets away. It seems, um, but I'm not gonna do a whole contest for it. I think there's a few people that um, I met this past week that told me they've never been to a Dolphins game, so I might just surprise them and. Uh, Ask for the email address and, and send the tickets their way. Um, I, I think that it's the it's the perfect time. You know, we've had a pretty good Christmas day for sure. Right. So why not make somebody happy on Christmas Day if I myself can't be there? But you and I will be at Hard Rock Stadium for week 18, whatever for day that sure. is. Sir, we, we may get decided, flex- haven't said it yet, right? Right. We may get flexed that game. Like, let's say. Let's say let's let's use the last five minutes real quick. Let's say right. that both of us are in a position to get in, or let's say we're both in, but now seating matters. That game might get flexed. Me and you may be going to a Saturday night or a Sunday night game. Well, they just need to win out to make the playoffs. Like I know statistically they don't. Like there's other ways they can get in with like some right. teams losing, but but for the most part, the the best chance for them to make it is for them to win out. So I mean, if we want to make that game be important we have to hope that the Jets win the next two games well Zach Wilson's your quarterback so you're probably not going to win that game but you know that. <laughs> <laughs> right 
But look, well, hey, he was five and two before this last week, so maybe you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he decides to you know play look, better and, and be give a us, game manager. Give us this W and then hand the ball back to Mike White the following week, and and hopefully Mike White is playing for something in Miami. Real quick, I know there's a Dolphin show, but I want to know: Is Mike White cleared to play to, for tomorrow or not? No, no, no. He's still not clear. We, we knew. All right, cool. Yeah, it was a short week. He couldn't. He couldn't right, come back. Right. If they, if but they for I'm sure hoping clear next him, week. Right. If they yeah, for, for sure, sure didn't clear him last week, on a short week they're gonna be like, nah, bro, you're no, still they, not they playing could. on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, no. But I have hopes that he'll be playing in Seattle. So hopefully, get us that dub in Seattle, and man, somehow Zach Wilson wins tomorrow and give us a, a, a an important game that last week. So many times that the Jets and Dolphins have played the last week of the season, and it's never meant anything. Well, I did for mean, once that means something. You say well, that for both of us, for both of us. Right, right. I'm saying you you say that, but you don't remember very clearly that Brett Favre game. Statistically, you guys still could have made it in that very last week. Statistically, yeah. I don't care what you say. No, 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 no. But but let me be clear. That was wasn't okay. that a Sunday night game? Yes, it was a night game. They had already been eliminated before that game started. Correct, but still, we made the emphasis on it. Oh, I see. We, we already eliminated. On it. We right. already eliminated her. I remember I was at I remember I was at an ex-girlfriend's house and her brother started talking mad shit. Like as the game was going, I was like, dude, we're already eliminated. Shut the fuck up. Like But I'm so I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure there oh, was yeah, still he, he was still talking shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 but still, like we were already eliminated. Like, stop talking shit. Again, right. I already I already cried earlier. So um selfishly enough, I don't I don't even know if it's selfishly enough. I want you guys to be able to play. I want you guys playing for something that last week. Because Me too. I think it makes the game I, part of the atmosphere. Correct. And God knows that we need an exciting week 18 game. Yeah. Like, even if we're in already, but you guys need to get in, that still makes it exciting. Like, yeah, if you guys need to win. Out. Exactly. Like, exactly. who wouldn't want that as a Dolphins fan? All these damn Jets answer. fans. All right, sir. Well, this I'm was nice episode, episode 16 of the Batter Fins Fans podcast. I am the beer fanatic, Manny. That is the Batter Jets fan, Daniel. It was a pleasure that you guys stuck around and listened to the whole show. As usual, like, comment, and subscribe below. Any other points that we may have missed, bring them up below. And we'll, we'll de we're definitely going to read your comments when you post them. Danny, anything oh, else yeah, and, 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 Yes. If anybody's still watching all the way to the bitter end of this video, I want – Manny keeps telling me he doesn't remember when they would say release the wolf during Dolphins game. I need no, somebody no to comment below. Be like, I remember because I went to those games and I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world for a <laughs> Dolphins stadium – during Never. the Dolphins game, I don't know if it was, I think it was the defense that they released the wolf. I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. At least release a fucking shark. Why are you releasing a wolf? Clip this. Clip this and use it in the highlight reel because I promise you, nobody has ever heard that. And if they have, I'm telling you. you. Because what, what? I remember it, it stood out to me. I was like, why are they releasing a wolf? I remember for what, do they call Cameron Wake the wolf? Like, it, it, it made no sense to me why they did that. Let me ask you a question. You're a teacher. What's that thing? What's that theory called? Where you think you know or you remember something happening, but it actually never happened. What's that theory called? I can't remember right now. It's like people remember like a certain movie being made with a certain character. A false memory? It, it's something along those lines. But I think you're having a false memory, sir. Because I don't I understand don't how you would get wolf. to me so much. I was like, this franchise is fucking stupid is what I thought to myself. <laughs> now I know. A wolf. Now you know why you were never a Dolphins fan. You're like, if there was any inclination, <laughs> now these motherfuckers talking about wolves. I don't want to be a Dolphins fan. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, boys. Well, thank you so much for joining up. Comment below if you've actually heard of releasing the wolf. I haven't, but I'll I'm catch you, boys, you. next week after a Packers victory. Peace. Peace.